0: Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt. I watch movies, and then I talk about them. And with me, my PIC, my partner in crime, Mysterious Mike Talent.
1: Hey, everybody. Oh, man, I like that intro, man. P-I-C. Liked it. Liked it.
0: It's to go on, along with another acronym of the movie that we are talking about today.
1: Oh, that's a good lead-in, man. That's a good lead-in. The MIB International. Yeah, so, so what does the MIB stand for again, Matt? Women in Black. Uh, isn't that like a W? Uh, like an upside-down M? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right.
0: We got it figured out?
1: We're good to go? Yeah, I think so. You think
0: think so? Can you... Have you read through the names enough? Can you pronounce them without tripping over yourself? Too bad. Mm, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Speaking about how it goes, Mike... What beverage are you drinking today?
1: Uh, oh, Matt, that's a good question. And I am drinking something called Independence Harbor Amber Ale.
0: Dude, seriously, you're not drinking another IPA? Is it just because all I say you drink is IPAs?
1: Yes, it's starting to hurt my feelings and I'm starting to care. No, no. No, I just, grab, I just grab beers, man. I just drink beers.
0: I figured you were dead inside like me, although not quite as dead. There's still probably like a small sapling in there. For me, it's completely dead.
1: Oh, okay. No, no, I, I'm good. I just, you know, sometimes I just buy different beers, man. I like to try all kinds of beers. I happen to really like IPAs. That's a fact. But I do drink quite a few different kinds of beers.
0: You just don't discriminate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call me the equal opportunity beer drinker.
0: All right, nice, nice. I like it, I like it. Well, Mike, I am drinking one of my staples. They were on sales for $5, a 12-pack.
1: $5 for a 12-pack? Dude, that's awesome. Like, it doesn't even matter what it is. That's a great deal. The
0: Champagne of beer. Miller
1: High Life man $5 for a 12 pack that's like it's like un, ah, yeah you gotta buy it like that's practically free cheaper than soda yeah dude buy big time buy a lot
0: alright Mike let's do this thing let's stop dancing around the fact that we have to talk about this movie Mike go ahead give us a rundown of Men in Black International
1: all right, so Men in Black uh, International is directed by F. Gary Gray. Its writers were Matt Holloway, Art uh, Markum, Lowell Cunningham. Uh, it's starring Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Camille Najani, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Emma Thompson, Liam Neeson. And the synopsis for this one is the men in black have always protected the earth from the scum of the universe. In this new adventure, they tackle the biggest threat to date a mole in the men in black organization.
0: Is it like a hairy
1: mole? Um, I, you know, as soon as I read that, I am instantly thought of Austin powers. I think three when, uh, they had a mole. Molly, moly moly? Yeah, 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 and it was hilarious with uh, Fred Savage as the mole. Yes, yeah. Was that was that uh, the third one? I think it was. It I, was the one
0: where they introduced mini
1: Me. So whichever yeah, one they introduced Minnie Me uh, is that gold? member? I don't remember which one. Like the name of because you know they they were kind of like James Bond where they all have like titles. So it's like. Austin Powers, International Man, a Mystery. Austin Powers, something. Austin the Spy Powers. Who Shagged Me. Oh, The Spy Who Shagged Me. All right, so that's the second one. And then is the third one Gold Member? Yeah, I think it is the third one. I think it's Gold Member. Yeah. All right, well, to the internets, Matt, talk about something cool.
0: Well, how about this? We still have not received an email from anyone to win our giveaway of the lone survivor digital code that i have in my hand here
1: oh man that sucks it might just end up being
0: your digital code mike
1: that's that's not optimal we should really we should we, we should give that away i'm trying what else can i do yeah i i don't know uh, uh i don't know so yeah uh, uh Austin Powers' gold member is the one with Mini-Me. Yeah. Anyway,
0: came out in 2002. You just wanted to say gold member to go along with what we were discussing earlier about the BBC.
1: Yes. Yes, I did want to talk about the BBC, the British Broadcasting Network. It's a very nice company. Dude, speaking about British,
0: uh, to get nice and sidetracked, have you watched Chernobyl yet?
1: uh no no i i really want to but um i have to wait until uh my wife gets a chance to watch it with me otherwise i'd be watching i probably would have seen it all i heard it's amazing five episodes i think
0: yes and they are very engrossing and you're gonna sit there and want to watch them all back to back to back it's very well done And the reason why the whole British broadcasting thing triggered me on it is because uh, Sky, who is one of the uh, British uh, news channels and related to the BBC, I believe, uh, also produced it along with HBO. Oh, okay, cool. And so almost all the actors are British and they speak in their British accents, which is fine. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, And if you listen to the podcast they have a podcast that goes along with it or they have um uh behind the scenes kind of extra thingies you know like what they did with game of thrones where if you wait until the end of the show
1: oh, yeah, yeah 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 like
0: yeah 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 the uh director talks about how he wanted the actors not to concentrate on trying to get a Russian accent. They wanted them to just act and do their best at acting, and so they really pushed them not to have Russian accents, which I think it was a wise choice, personally. But not to get too off topic, it is a freaking incredible show, especially if you are a history buff or even if you're not. It is definitely well worth a watch. It is a real-life horror movie. Or not movie, but story. It's a real-life horror story. It's crazy. And we lived during this time. We were both very young, extremely young, but this did happen in our lifetimes.
1: I think it really reminds you, because I I think we've forgotten, or or, I I feel like a lot of people don't uh, think about what nuclear war would be like that much anymore and uh i think this is this will will bring it back uh i mean i know, i know it's not war but uh what nuclear stuff is like cuz we just don't really i don't know it's just not on the top of our mind right now you know all we do is think about tweeting and and facebooking and and whatever else you know i i i don't know That's just what I, that's just my, what I pick up in my life. I, I, you know, my individual situation.
0: It shows you what even one simple single reactor at a facility that had four, four or five reactors, I think. Uh, I don't remember exactly. I'd have to I, go to I, the I internet. Think
1: it, I think it had four. I think it was But I'm, four. Not, a, I'm yeah. not 100% on that. Because
0: Reactor 4 is the one that blew up. But it just shows you what one of four reactors at one site of a country that has many nuclear power plants, when things go wrong, how devastatingly wrong they can go and how bad it impacts not just the people that are involved that are working at the power plant, but everyone around it, all the animals in the vicinity. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. And this is one. And I mean, not to get too scary, but in Arizona, we literally have, if not the largest nuclear power plant in the entire world, definitely the largest in the United States, right outside of Phoenix. And if something like this happened there, which I don't think it ever will, um, it would be devastating because there's a lot more, you know, fallout that would have happened from a bigger facility like that.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, just to get it more recent, uh, you got Fuji- Fujitsu or fu- uh, fu- Fush. Ah, oh, man, I always screw up the name. How do you say it? The- in-, in Japan, the reactor that melted down when they had the uh, tsunami. Right. Uh, Because the seawater got into some stuff, and I'm not exactly... It messed with the cooling somehow. And anyway, I think just recently, they found the cores so they can start doing stuff to, to take care of it, but they had lost them for like five years.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah, it's super insane, but we have robots and stuff now before for like chernobyl time period we didn't
0: well you need to watch the show and find out that they used robots in it
1: yeah but i don't think we 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 have like well as uh as pervasive as we have now how about that
0: yes but one of the issues they ran into not to ruin the show for those of you who have not seen it but i guess i'll spoil it anyways because it is history they used their moon vehicles that the Russians used their like moon rovers, like the equivalent we have Mars rovers. Well, the Russians sent up moon rovers when we had the big space race going on, and they had a couple left over that they were using, and they used that to push off a lot of the graphite back into the core, except for on one area of the building where all this went down. Every single time they put anything electronic up there, the radiation was so high, it just killed whatever it was immediately because of the splitting of the atoms and everything. And so it literally anything up there more complicated than they I think they were saying like a a hand watch or something just immediately stopped working
1: oh man that's crazy
0: so i don't know i guess maybe today if it happened we'd be able to get around it but it didn't matter i mean they these things were all lead shielded big time and it still didn't stop the radiation from penetrating and shutting down these robots
1: yeah now i'm not saying it's (laughs) it's been easy for japan uh they've been searching for this for years um so, uh, it just, I, I don't know. It's just, I, it, I guess every meltdown situation is different. <laughs> uh, it just, it brings top of mind the, the massive amount of power and, and, and craziness that is in the nuclear energy. Uh, whether it's for war or, or just power generation, it's very, Volatile and, and extremely dangerous to us.
0: Well, and that's one thing that it's hard to argue for or against nuclear power. Yes, it is the cleanest power. It's lasts forever. It's a really great way to make electricity until something goes wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. Probably the biggest problem with nuclear power is... The nuclear waste? We still don't really have a great place to put it. What? You mean people still go to Nevada? Uh, They don't... I I feel like Yucca Mountain's the biggest joke ever. I don't know if they've actually really used it. I don't... I'm confused. They've spent billions and billions, but... uh, I don't know. And then every state doesn't want to transport it, like... If I had nuclear waste coming from you, you know, from like, uh, you know, uh, Virginia or, or wherever over to the West, like Texas would be like, yeah, we don't want your nuclear waste on our rails. Like, what? Like, how do we get it there? Like, well, figure it out. Like, ah, uh, it's, it's weird. It's a very weird problem.
0: All right. So back on about men in black.
1: Yes. Men in black. Sorry. We I really got us off
0: bad there, but it is a freaking incredible show that I think everyone should watch.
1: All right. All right. So, so back to men in black. Um, It just shows you
0: not to interrupt you again, but it just shows you how bad we don't want to talk about this movie.
1: Well, so I, I think this movie was fine. It was just... It was a Men in Black uh, movie. It was okay. There's nothing special about it. Um, I like the... I like the back and forth between uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. uh, Agent H and Agent M. Um, But it was just okay. This movie was just okay. There's... There was some stuff that was a little weird, like, um, I saw, I saw this, uh, with my wife and she commented on that she wished she would have saw Tessa Thompson's, uh, training, but they really just, like, glanced over it in this movie. So, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I thought it was just a, it was okay, but it wasn't great. But man, did it really get destroyed uh, by the critics and stuff. And uh, I mean, not that we usually say the rating of uh, IMDb, but I, on IMDb, it's, it's got a very low rating.
0: Well, I think it is mediocre at best. I agree with a lot of the critics' opinions. I don't agree that it was an absolute piece of trash, but it is, uh, was not an incredible movie. It just kind of felt like a money grab in some ways. I don't think they the chemistry between Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth worked nearly as well as it should have. I'm not sure if that was a part of the script writing or whatever, because clearly they work together very well, and they have great comedic timing together. Just go watch Thor Ragnarok. I yeah. don't know why it failed between them i don't understand that but it did it didn't feel like they had some chemistry but nowhere near of what it should have been i agree the training was left completely out a lot of the stuff with her just you know becoming a men in black and all that stuff just was kind of shoved to the wayside and oh well and then they have the loopholes that don't make a whole lot of sense, like how her parents. Uh, I don't. I shouldn't spoil it. I just realized that's probably spoiling a movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna don't, stop. Don't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah, but um... there's a
0: lot of lots of lots of contradictions and loopholes based on the Men in Black lore from the original film and its two sequels that just gets kind of ignored.
1: It's a good I, way to put I... it. I did like um, I wasn't sure if I would like the, the, this character, but I like Pawnee the uh, Camille Najani. Uh Najiani, uh, dang it Nagiani, um character I thought he was he was funny like I didn't I didn't feel like he was trying too hard and the stuff was it, it fit the character like I don't want to say too much, but it fit the character well for what he was trying to do so I, I like that.
0: Yeah, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was uh, the actual, actually, in my opinion, probably the best level of humor in the film was Kumail Nagiani's character, which is kind of sad since Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth clearly have very good comedic chops as we've seen in the past. And that was kind of disappointing. I mean, there were parts where I was watching this film where the audience was just sitting there silent and they... You know, we're trying to shove out some jokes, and they were just not landing at all. Just really weren't.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a couple things. that Like, there's too much stuff shown in some of the trailers. I mean, uh, unfortunately, because we watch all these movies, I tend to catch a lot of trailers. And so I'd seen this trailer, like, I don't know, 15 times. Oh, yeah, at least oh yeah so so i was like when i watched i was like damn i saw a lot of the cool parts already
0: so all right mike well i'm going to just go ahead and uh ask you how does men in black international relate to the marvel cinematic universe
1: Matt so uh as as we've already alluded to this was really really easy um Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Chris Hemsworth is Thor um and uh Tessa Thompson is uh uh, Valkyrie uh in Thor Ragnarok and uh Avengers Endgame And so this was pretty easy. I was going to try and look for some other people that were involved, but I was a little lazy, so I apologize.
0: You weren't lazy. You broke your internets.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say I was lazy.
0: No, you broke your internets, and that's why the podcast is coming out a little later than usual, because typically this probably would have come out on Wednesday or Tuesday, because that's the schedule I try to stick to. But you broke the internet, and then I had a fun kick ass concert to go to.
1: yeah, 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 so uh you know, life got in the way a little bit, but we're 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 just adjusting
0: which my concert going could really bring up uh a nice interesting controversial topic that I am not gonna take us off topic anymore.
1: Okay. Well then you shouldn't have said anything about it in the first place. Alright. Sorry, it got me stuck it got stuck in my head. All right, Matt. Um with that, I guess, what do you want to say about spoilers, since uh you were kinda you were kinda just avoiding one just a second ago. What do you what do you want to talk about? Mike, you gotta remind our
0: listener that spoilers are now free fair game. If you don't want to uh, have men in black international spoiled, you need to click this guy off right now because I'm going to start it out by saying this, that whole bull crap about how Tessa Thompson's parents saw that alien, the men in black show up flashy thing. Them. They even tell them that their daughter is upstairs upstairs sleeping and they don't even go up to check and make sure she was really sleeping and flashy thing her really completely contradictory to any other men in black film
1: yeah but if they did flash her there's no reason to have the movie
0: i know but it's breaking its own rules mike it's breaking its own rules
1: All right, I'm sorry, man.
0: And and the whole gag where it was this cute little furry blue thing and then later on you run into the big scary blue thing and it's like, come on, man. Saw that coming a mile away and the only reason you even had that in there was just so you can have this revelation.
1: Okay, I agree. That was lazy writing. It was just... It was not good writing, man.
0: It's not good writing. I think that's probably... The basis of this, it was just not good writing. The world is always fun. Um, That whole scene, which was in the trailers, where they play with the most powerful gun in the universe and literally create a second Grand Canyon, that was hilarious. But again, it was in the trailers, so nobody laughed.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It was completely in the trailer. This movie Um, had its
0: moments, but most of the good moments were in the freaking trailer.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I, I think on this particular occasion, Matt. I think you're going to be harsher than me on the reels. I'm, uh, I'm going to be honest here, Matt. I think I'm pretty sure I am. I mean, I, I feel, love. I, 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 I feel like you're, you're, you're not too happy with this movie. And I was, I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't happy with it. It was just, to me, it was just okay.
0: I, it's, it's mediocre. It's very mediocre for me below mediocre a little bit below mediocre but i just i wanted more because i mean i'm not a huge men in black fan but that first film came out and it was just amazing it was so incredible and none of the sequels have even come close since the second one wasn't too bad the third one was kind of rough you know um the whole time travel thing was just kind of cheesy And then this one was way off, way off. I mean, the world was good. The story was okay. I liked Liam Neeson's character. Um, The villains, like I liked the twin villains. That was really interesting and dark and messed up and how they basically melted people, which was pretty horrifying, especially for a movie that's only, what, PG-13, I think?
1: Yes, I believe it was PG-13.
0: So that that's pretty horrifying. I mean, they were they are full on melting people. So that was cool. Probably a little much for a thirteen, but you know, whatever. They they're always pushing the boundaries on things nowadays. So it just the light the writing was just I don't know, man. It was just not good. Like it just wasn't, and the parts that were really good were all in the trailers.
1: Yeah, I did kind of like the 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 villain, the the twin villain guys, they were kind of cool. Like they they were good villains.
0: But then you find out later, spoilers, big spoilers, that they're not the villains. Which is fine, that's a nice little twist, but they were built up to be very frightening and they were doing a good job. They were real good villains, you know. They were frightening and then they kind of peter out in the middle and then they ramp back up towards the end when you find out that you know Liam Neeson's character is really, you know, the villain and in hiding and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, you're right. I, I guess the story. I'm not. Like, I'm not trying I to convince I guess you. This is this is like the theme of uh, I guess this summer man. Just the stories of the, these movies just aren't that great. We got. Dark Phoenix, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and, uh, you know, this one. Although, out of all those, I feel like I like this one the best as far as story. Now, that doesn't mean it's a great story, but I I, I don't know. I think it was a little better than the others. What do you think, Matt, between those three?
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely probably out of the movies we've watched in june because th- if you think about it it's all the ones we've seen in june i would say this probably has the better story out of all of them it's still not great though i still can't tell people you definitely need to see this in the theaters i just can't
1: no no uh, as far as seeing it in theater it's like no not really like i guess if you're a huge men in Black fan- uh, like I really liked the First Men in Black. It was really creative. It was a lot of fun. Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith were were really good, uh, you know, uh together. But yeah, the the other ones weren't as good, but you still kinda liked them.
0: Well this one You still just... had that dynamic of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. And I think Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth could have had a dynamic not like that because that's the old man young young whippersnapper kind of thing going on but i think chris hemsworth and tessa thompson could have had a much better dynamic if they would have been given the opportunity or had it written that way and it just really didn't come off that way not for me
1: yeah and i wonder if it's part of because of the story the way they were talking about how uh well, I mean, I guess spoilers. Chris Hemsworth had had some flashy flash, but like I'm like how how much did it change? It seems like it changed him way more than it should have. So, I don't know.
0: Well, I think the flash of him forgetting what really happened from then on, I don't think it changed him. I think the result of him being this big giant hero is what changed him.
1: Oh, okay, like that ego that was, or or the bravado, I don't know what you want to call it, but the... Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yes.
1: All right, well, see, I didn't even get that, so yeah, bad storytelling.
0: Well, that's, again, I might be reading into it much, but that's what I personally felt or thought, is... Here he is, this big hero. He's, I mean, he has a painting on the wall with him and Liam Neeson's character slaying this, you know, alien creature. He honestly doesn't remember the fight at all. He doesn't remember any of it, which you find out later. But because of that, he kind of turned into this rock star and his life went the opposite of what you would think. You know, you got the rock stars slash celebrities that do, you know, the good things and, Keep going and making more stuff, and then you got the ones that do the bad things where they party too much. They get, in, you know, and I feel that's the way Chris Hemsworth is. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm a badass, and all you should respect me, and I don't care. I'm not going to talk to you. And I think that's the way they were trying to say his character arc went after the big battle.
1: Ah, uh, okay. All right. Again,
0: I might be reading into it way too much, but th- that's just where I go. So, y- yeah. Okay. You know, one that did bother me, though, is that uh, Emma Thompson, They she was barely in this movie. And yeah, she's never been a huge, huge factor in the Men in Black films, but we finally kind of had the opportunity where she really could have been, and she wasn't. She was had like a bit part in it, kind of like the Men in Black 3.
1: Yeah, no, she was in it for like, ugh, I mean, she probably only did a couple days of filming.
0: Yeah. And it's sad because she's a good actress and her character is interesting because she is now the one in charge of I think the whole organization, which was uh from the first and second one Zed. And you know, that actor passed actually, that's why they recast him. But um
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's it's Zed's replacement, which yeah, I believe is in charge of all of the I don't know, I guess regions or divisions. I don't know. Yeah.
0: And so I really think they could have built on her story a little bit more because Zed was not a huge factor, but he was a big factor in the first two films. You know, you get a bit of his backstory, you get, you know, lots of a hell of a lot more than you got of Emma Thompson's uh, Agent O.
1: Yeah, you're right. No, she's she's she deserved more in it much I'm
0: sorry I'll say it she deserved more in this film sure she probably didn't care because she got the paycheck and it didn't bounce but still yeah yeah as an artist I think she should have gotten more yes anyways all right, Mike well what else do you want to add about uh, Men in Black International because I feel like I'm doing all the talking and you should be talking
1: Ah, you are doing a lot of talking. I, I feel a lot of negative energy coming from you. But uh, to me, it was just okay. Uh, I wouldn't tell you to go see this in the theater. Uh, unless you're a massive Men in Black fan. Even then, you might be a little disappointed. Um, How about this, Mike? You know, How about this? I'll, I'll get
0: you going. I'll get you going. What did you right. think of the... Uh, aliens and the character design and things like that
1: um i don't know i i feel like they didn't do anything new really like uh it would have been neat to see some kind of new crazy aliens and for the most part there was there wasn't anything too i mean we had like a a, a cookie monster character and we had a like um Let's see. Uh, one of the other the what cephalopoid cephalopods or whatever or what what do they call? Them? Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, yeah, the the ones where their eyes blink, and I don't even think his eyes blinked, which was disappointing to me. Actually, dude, you know the one that I really liked, and I mean,
0: I thought the I, yes, they could have had more alien, unique alien stuff in, but the ones they did have in there, I thought were pretty neat. Were fun. The blue guy was cool, especially when he was cutesy, and then he was this big, giant, you know, uh, badass-looking monster thing. But the one that I really liked was the uh, the beard that moved.
1: Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, that was pretty creative. Yes, the beard that moved, and then when it was off, the guy his face looked so weird. Yeah, like yeah, because it looked like his his beard was like like. It that looked fine, like very natural and stuff, but then when it was gone I was like who what is that? What? That's weird.
0: Yeah, it looked like he was missing missing his entire lower jaw.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if that was some special effects stuff, but whoo. Yeah, it man. looked it looked creepy as heck. <laughs> it looked weird. Yeah, it looked it definitely looked weird.
0: But I have to say, that that was fun. That was interesting, especially where you find out it ends up. And that's another good jokey, humorous part is where, you know, they're like, it pops out of their water bottle. And they're like, oh, man, I've been drinking out of that this whole time.
1: <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a couple jokes in there that are pretty good. It just, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of them that are kind of like, uh that you're trying you're reaching pretty hard there, you know. Very like uh dad jokes which aren't always, you know, well received.
0: Wow. Dad jokes. Brutal.
1: Yeah, was that was that too harsh, man? No, that's I, fine. I mean, whoa. All right. I'll let
0: it slide. Okay, so I got one last one. And I think it was... I wish it would have been explored a little bit more. I thought it was one of the more interesting aspects of the entire film. Was how Chris Hemsworth's character fell in love with an alien. And I say love, not just hooked up with love. They were clearly deeply in love for a long period of time. Or at least a significant amount of time. And she was not only an alien... But she was also like a mob boss alien. And it just, I thought that was interesting. And they could have really explored that a lot more.
1: Yeah, you're right. And they barely touch on it besides saying that they continually just remind you that he dated her. They have a history. But there was nothing really explained about their history, why they dated, how they met. How it's even okay for him to be a minimum black agent when he's dating like a criminal. Yeah. Like And they don't hide the fact like everybody knows he's
0: dating her. In the organization.
1: Yes, yes, they all do. You're you're right, cause even uh one of the guys comments on it. Oh, why did you go see her again? I thought you guys were over. What? Right, and that you, you, that could have been a really interesting story,
0: plot, line, plot, you know, uh, filler. I don't know. It could have been a lot more than what they gave it, I personally think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that.
0: Well, you know, we haven't seen it. They're like the international while they're the space police on earth and here he is dating the exact opposite of what he is and everybody's okay with it why shouldn't they go and light her up or arrest her or throw her off planet
1: yeah yeah yes
0: i mean uh if you remember in the original men in black oh god i'm forgetting the actress name uh tony shalhoub plays a somewhat similar role he's an arms dealer you know he owns a jewelry store and he's an arms dealer and him and tommy lee and will smith walk in there and you know they are not afraid to say we're gonna kill you if you don't do what we want kind of thing
1: yeah yeah they go and rough him up and like this is where will smith's characters like thinking everybody's human so he does it and he has a different approach and Tommy Lee Jones has his noisy cricket and blows the guy's head off, but knowing it'll grow back. And then he's really upset because he's like, do you know have any idea how much it hurts to grow back another head? He's like, no. Well, maybe you should have just answered her questions.
0: But you see what I'm getting at here? He was just a lowly arms dealer. She is the arms boss. Like she's the one getting the weapons and pushing them off onto the dealers and they're okay with Chris Hemsworth's character dating that person when they're ready to kill a dude. That's just selling the weapons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and see how much more, talki- you know? Y- yeah. And talking about arms, Matt, why the heck did she only have three arms and not four super confusing
0: And it didn't make sense that the third one came out of the middle of her back. That was really odd.
1: I thought so as well. I thought that was weird. I was like, why aren't there four? Because it seems like we would have more symmetry if we were going to hit. Ha- I mean, I don't know. It was weird.
0: Yeah, they should have done like the human spider, uh, Spider-Man in the comic books and Spider-Verse and stuff, where the arms come out the sides. That'd be a lot more. I mean, yes, it's still weird, but it was really odd because it doesn't have a purpose being in the middle of your back. I mean, it. I whatever. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I'm just going to leave it there.
1: Yes indeed. It, it was that was strange. It was strange.
0: All right, Mike. How many reels do you give Men in Black International?
1: All right, man. So, uh I thought this was just okay and uh I'm going to give this 3 out of 5 reels, which I feel like is much higher than what Matt's going to rate it.
0: Well, it's not that much higher. It is higher. I give it two and a half reels. Like I said.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go more towards the two reel. Okay.
0: Almost. Almost. But like we were both alluding to, the story is better than just about every other movie we've reviewed in June. Man, I'm stumbling over my words.
1: Yeah, like, should we call this month June gloom? Like, it's, it's like, gloomy. It's There's been nothing good. Well,
0: I just hope the rest of the summer has something. I mean, I Toy Story 4 comes out next week. I heard that's really good. Uh, there's, you know, that's the other thing we need to discuss. We need to figure out what we're going to watch next week. Because I know there's three movies you want to watch next week. Toy Story 4, uh, Child's Play, The Reboot, and Anna.
1: Yes, I do want to watch all three, and I know that that's not a thing. So I'm not sure which one we should watch.
0: Well, from a movie person standpoint, everybody has already talked about and reviewed Toy Story 4 because it's, I don't know if the embargo's lifted or if it's been recently lifted, but the critics have already started talking about that. I don't know if they put out their ratings or anything yet because that's coming out, you know, this weekend. Um, I haven't heard anyone really say much about child's play. Cause I think most people think it's going to be awful. And then I haven't yeah, heard anything. Uh, I he... literally haven't heard anything about Anna. Like no one, I haven't seen, heard any promos. I haven't heard anyone saying that he went and saw it. Nothing. So I think maybe Anna, I think that might be the one to do.
1: Okay. All right, yeah, uh, Child's Play, man. Uh, it tends to be that horror movies, especially ones that they might not think do well, are not released to review early because they want them to have the best chance to do okay before they get ripped apart. Well,
0: I'll honestly, I will leave it up to you, Mike. I know you're probably going to see all three. I won't be able to see all three. I'll only get to see one. You know what? Actually, I don't have a game this weekend. I may be able to see two. So, Mike, pick the one. Which one? Which one do you really, really, really want to see? Like in a theater. Like which one do you really well, want to see in a theater?
1: L- l- let's watch Anna. Okay, that 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 seems really good. And uh, you know, I'm interested to see it. So I think it'll be great in a theater because it's an action movie. So you know, there should be lots of things. So it's kind of like a, I mean. I uh, I hate to say this but it it's like a female John Wick and I'm cool with say, seeing it so
0: it's very black widowy um red sparrowy um atomic blondie
1: yeah <laughs> yes atomic blondie <laughs> is that a band
0: no it that it should be though but you know that was that one movie? No,
1: no, I know, I know because there's a, a, a band, you know, a group, yeah, Blondie, and it, yeah, yeah. But I was just like Atomic Blondie, yeah,
0: dude. That w- that is a good band name. That is a good band name. But no, it's uh it's a strong female lead assassin, and that's what those other films were as well. Or will be, because Black Widow movie is yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, so. yeah.
0: But I I think the trailer looks great. The trailer looks really good. It's, I would say it's a higher level of action than Red Sparrow. And I don't know about Black Widow, because it's not out yet. But Black Widow in the Marvel movies, it's definitely a higher level of action than her in that. She has some great action, though. I mean, especially in, what was that, uh, Iron Man 2, when she was introduced but yes yeah i think your relation to john wick is definitely a lot closer than saying it's more of a assassin movie it definitely feels the action at least feels very john wicky
1: yeah which isn't a bad thing man those movies are great so i'm interested in seeing this all
0: right well let's do that we'll do anna for next week and possibly um child's play
1: yeah, possibly.
0: When was the last time we reviewed a horror movie? Because I know you like your horror movies. Uh it's been a little while, right? Yeah, can you remember? What was, what was our last horror movie? No, I don't I don't remember what the last one was. Here, Mike, talk. Uh, I'm going to the internet.
1: Oh, okay. Um Yeah, I what was it? Was there something in January or February? because usually there's something in february that's like oh man like i can't think of what our last horror movie was i'm working on it i'm working on it
0: i'm on the internet okay all
1: right all right all right um, i'm
0: just gonna i i'm on uh, realfilmnerds.com and i'm just scrolling brightburn oh Got it. oh oh okay but-, but that doesn't count because i'm the one that wanted to see that not you
1: yeah, and I don't know if I guess it's kind of a horror. I don't know. That one's kind of a
0: Dude, how the hell was it I not
1: guess, a horror movie? All right, all right. I guess it's a horror movie. What's the one after that? Well,
0: Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile is a real life horror movie.
1: Yeah, that's true. It really was. Well, what what about after that? Is there any other I'm ones? still going.
0: Um. Uh. Yep. Pet Cemetery in April.
1: Oh man, man, we're man. I guess that's how many movies we see. We can't even remember what we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, Well, we're due. We're due. Well, it's helping now that not not
0: helping our listeners, but it's helping us. Only having uh one a week, but I still don't remember because I still see a lot of movies.
1: Yeah. And then with, like, Netflix and Amazon, like, man, I'm just watching stuff all the time. Yeah, I tend to...
0: Not to get off topic again, but screw it. Why not? One of the biggest arguments I have with my mom is she's always saying there's nothing on TV. There's nothing on TV. Like, Mom, do you understand how much good content is out there? You just need to use something other than your cable box to go get it. I I was telling her, I can watch a show at any given time, at any given moment, and it's exactly what I want to watch. I mean, it's really the golden age of media right now. It really is. I love it.
1: Yeah, the only thing I don't like is all the different subscriptions that we have to maintain uh, to be able to watch kind of everything. Dude, that's another topic Uh, for another day. Yeah, cuz right, we could right, sit right. there
0: and talk about that for an entire podcast. I mean, you know, here comes Disney getting ready to, you know, dethrone Netflix and I bet you they will,
1: fast. And then, you know, well, well, at the price point they're going to have, they're going to sell a ton of it. But I cannot wait to get it. I'm going to get it on launch day just to watch it fail. It's going to crash and burn so bad. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You think so? Oh, yeah there's not been a service that's launched on like a day and where millions of people start trying to stream stuff. It's going to like, oh the actual system crashing. Yeah. 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 No, 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 not, not the, not the overall. No, they'll, they'll be fine. But I'm thinking the first, uh, probably week they're going to have what we would call growing pains and it's going to be painful, like really, really painful. Um, we'll see. Maybe maybe they won't, but... Well, you know I, I have don't. to.
0: I have to get it.
1: Yeah, you need the Mandalorian.
0: Dude, I am so stoked for that show. Have you seen any of the illegal trailers yet? No. Everyone from... Well, not everyone. A bunch of people that were at uh, Star Wars Celebration illegally recorded the trailers on uh, their cell phones. Yes, they're shitty quality, but it gives you a taste of what's coming. It looks good it looks
1: real good nice man nice i'm stoked very cool all
0: right before we get into a two and a half hour long conversation about streaming services and how um probably in the next two to three years the amount of money we pay for the streaming service is going to be higher than our cable bill ever was uh let's just go ahead and uh have you end the podcast how's that sound
1: yeah that sounds good man so uh you know uh thanks everybody for listening and uh you know a little bit sorry we diverged but uh we had a lot of things that we wanted to talk about so oh
0: don't forget to uh enter the contest for the uh lone survivor digital code it's here in my hands hear it hear it
1: oh yeah i hear it. i hear it. yeah so make sure yeah, to send us an email and-,
0: and tell us you know what mike's favorite sandwich was from the poindexter awards this past year it's really
1: easy yeah yeah it is really i don't
0: easy. even think you need to listen to the podcast i think it's actually in the it's show
1: notes it's i think it's in the notes yeah all right well uh thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you on our next pod. Thank you for listening to The
0: Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film
1: Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.